On this second Sunday of Advent, we come across one of the prominent figures in this season of preparation, John the Baptist, along with Mary, mother of God, and Isaiah the prophet. John is a key player in preparation. He's the one that prepares the way for the Lord. His whole role is to be a precursor to Christ. He's the one that points Jesus out. Here's the Messiah. And so he's important for us to pay attention to. In all the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they all speak of this John. Almost as if we have to come to understand John first before we understand Jesus. This precursor to Christ. How is John the Baptist described? He is a preacher out in the desert of Judea. He is in the desert, this barren place, saying, Behold the Lamb of God. He must increase, I must decrease. I'm not worthy to carry even the Messiah's sandals. This desert place. This desert is important in our biblical tradition. There's many saints or many characters in the Old Testament that wandered in the desert. Think of Moses who spent many years in the desert before he saw the appearance of the Lord in the burning bush. Think of the Israelite people who were enslaved to the Egyptians and God led them through the Red Sea into the desert for 40 years. How about Isaiah the prophet, Elijah the prophet, who, fleeing from his enemies, went to the desert? Even Jesus himself spent 40 days and 40 nights in the desert. What is the purpose of this desert? It's to awaken our need, our need for God. When you are in the desert, we are hungry, we are thirsty. We need safety, we need shelter, and if we're lost, we need a savior. What does John eat in the desert? Wild honey and locusts. So there's no chars and tequila in this desert. It's a place of simplicity. It strips us of excess. There's no luxury. And it makes us focus on what's most important. And what is most important, as John knows, is the Messiah. John says, what you need is God. And will you desire this God? Do we desire God? That's what the desert awakens in us. A few years ago when I went down to Arizona with a group of friends, we always wanted to see the Grand Canyon National Park. And so we wanted to go down into the canyon and travel around. So we got into the south rim of the canyon, took in a beautiful view. We had our backpacks, our hiking gear, plenty of food and water. And we started our descent down to the Colorado River. It's about a 10-mile journey. After a few hours of hiking down on this narrow trail, we were enjoying each other's company. We had a lot of laughs. We are just enjoying the beautiful day. And all of a sudden, way back behind us, we heard a scream. 
and all of a sudden there was rocks tumbling down this ridge. Our group stopped and we went totally silent. We, th we thought someone fell off the ridge. And a few moments later, which seemed like eternity for us, we heard someone out yell out, you almost got us killed. After praying a few Hill Marys for this group, we continued on our way. And by the time it was reaching evening, the sun was setting, we stumbled across a young group of guys. And they were going back up to the south rim. This group of young guys had nothing but a t-shirt on, their shorts, and a pair of Chaco sandals. No food, no water. This one guy we were looking at looked totally exhausted. This guy needed help. And so we wanted to provide some food and water for him. And clearly, that wasn't smart. What this entire Grand Canyon experience revealed to me was we have many needs. Many physical needs like food and water, shelter and safety so we don't fall off a cliff, so we don't starve to death, to quench our thirst. But we also have many spiritual needs. We need Jesus in our lives. And during the season of Advent, what does the Lord provide for us? His love. In the Eucharist, where we receive food for the journey. We receive his mercy in confession. We receive his healing touch and the anointing of the sick. God provides food for the journey, especially when we're in the desert. So how may we, during this Advent season, notice God coming to us in our need? If you remember the last few weeks, we've been covering some of these O antiphons, these ancient titles of Jesus in the Old Testament. They're ancient prayers of the church. They're very beautiful. Last week, we covered O wisdom, how Jesus is guiding us to salvation. That's the gift of wisdom. God wanting to lead us to heaven. Now this week, we have O Lord of Israel and O Root of Jesse. To put these two titles together simply means this. We have a God who is a Savior. And in order to save us, he became one of us. The Word became flesh. O Lord of Israel, what does it say? It asks God to come and stretch out his mighty hand to set us free. God's chosen people, the Israelites, needed to be set free from the Egyptians. And God did that for them. What do we need to be set free from? Sin, addictions, strife in relationships. How do we want God to come to us in our need to be Savior? What about this root of Jesse? In order to save us, God became one of us. In that first reading from the book of Isaiah, we hear that on that day, a uh, shoot shall uh, come from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots, a bud shall blossom. Simply put, the Messiah was going to come into a human family. Jesse is, if we remember, is the father of King David. 
and King David was the father of Solomon, so on and so forth. The Messiah was going to come into this family tree, and the Messiah did that. We can take this that Jesus wants to be in our families, that he does enter into history into our families. So God comes to us as Savior. In order to save us, he becomes one of us. And isn't that what we celebrate at Bethlehem? This child Jesus who comes to us, this Savior of the world. So what is your need? May we bring that to him.